0: All right, let's uh, jump out to the Sprint special guest line Sprint that make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. From Basketball Insiders, he's our friend Steve Kyler. Steve, uh, first and foremost, how are you and yours? everybody doing all right?
1: Yeah, you know, we're really fortunate. You know, I'm in central Florida, and, and by percentage of population, I mean, I think most of the places in the U.S., we've done really, really well. Uh, fortunately i don't spend a lot of time with my family so this has been welcomed um, but i think they're ready for me to get out of the house so no we're good and and certainly appreciate you asking
0: well gordon and i are, are just kind of breaking down the latest and greatest from the world of the nba talk to give us your thoughts on some of the solutions we're seeing out there
1: Well, you know, I kind of always kind of preface it this way that, you know, this was bad. Like, there's just no version of this that was good. So it's like, how do we make the best of something that's bad? And I think what we're going to see out of this is maybe the best scenario. Um, I was a little skeptical of the idea of all 30 teams coming to one place and playing because, you know, I know the Warriors don't want to play. I mean, to a certain extent, the Knicks want to get on with their coaching hire. You know, they're just teams that won't get anything out of eight more games. Um, So I think the fact that they're going to bring teams that have a fighting shot at getting into the postseason, I think that's good. I think the teams that we're in deserve to be in this discussion. You know, I like Washington being in. I like Philadelphia or Phoenix being in. And, you know, I think we all want to see Zion Williamson get a chance to get into the postseason as a rookie. So I think there's just a lot of good that's there. I'm not sure what the quality of the basketball is going to be. Um, you know, we've never had a situation where the entire league has been away for this long. But I do know that you're going to get some really interesting angles because you don't have to account for the crowd in terms of how we're going to visualize these games on television. Um, and, look, it's going to be good to get the NBA back and playing basketball. And I think the format that they're coming up with, while not – ideal to the purists, are going to give us things maybe we've always wanted. I know a lot of fans have wanted 1 through 16, regardless of conference. You're going to get it. You may not like the outcome. It may exclude all of the Eastern Conference from it, but um, the truth of it is, it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes together, and the fact that it looks like we'll get probably a unanimous yes tomorrow from the Board of Governors says everybody's on the same page. Do you like
2: the you mentioned the, uh, the situation between the 8th and the 9th uh, place teams in each conference. I wonder how that's going to turn out. You know, I mean, a
1: four-game gap, that's pretty wide. Yeah, and, and kind of in the other part is, right, like, you know, if, if you gone through all of this, right? You've survived all of this, all the games you've played, all the injuries, because most of the teams that are sitting at the bottom on the outside, when you think about Portland, you think about Washington, you think about, you know, even Phoenix and Sacramento and just, you know, injuries have been why they weren't as good as maybe we thought they were going to be. Orlando to a certain extent, Miss Jonathan Isaac, who was kind of a defensive player of the year guy for them. You know, the fact that that all of those things come back into the equation now to maybe say, one of my guys is rusty, or somebody pulled a hamstring, or you know we just didn't have as much training time as maybe the other team had. The fact that it could come down to some quirkiness, I always like it to be decided on the floor. And I do like this idea of, let's decide it on the floor, and let's put some urgency. I mean, how many times have we seen the last four games of the NBA season matter to anybody. Unless you were one game away, most teams were on cruise control the last four games of the season. And the fact that this could go down the wire in matter to the final seconds before you even start the playoffs, I think will be interesting, especially to see maybe what some of those teams are made of.
0: Steve Kyler is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. What have you thought about Adam Silver's leadership during all of this? I mean, you can compare it to other sports that maybe has not gone so smoothly, but it seems like he's, you know, when faced with a trying situation, he's responded very appropriately.
1: Yeah, you know, again, I kind of look at it from my prism and say, you know, They've got a good partnership. You know, the league has a good partnership with the players. The players are on board with Adam as a leader. The majority of teams are on board with Adam as a leader, and he's very thoughtful. He's very analytical. He's very da- data-driven, but he doesn't waffle. When he makes a decision, that's what it's going to be, and we push it through, and usually it's been the right decision. I don't think anything that has mattered in the Adam Silver era wasn't done the way that maybe it should have been. Like, in hindsight, you go, it was the right decision. You know, the decisiveness of Donald Sterling, you know, you think about the decision to cancel the season, to be bold and daring and changing something like the All-Star game and trying new ideas and listening to ways to make the league better, you know, he's, he's proven to be a forward thinker in that way. And, you know, I think it does help that, you know, the NBA players understand what's at stake. If you don't get on board, you don't get behind what we're doing, we're going to tear up the collective bargaining agreement. When we do that, that means all the guaranteed contract money Becomes in question. You know what does a new future look like? Do you want to try to negotiate a labor deal in this economic environment? You know the players are motivated to be behind Adam Silver, but I think through this he's bought himself a lot of trust and credibility just because of how he communicates and and really how much he cares about not only the business side and we're certainly seeing that in other sports, uh, but also the player side. Player safety is paramount, and the one thing that I've heard through all of this is we're not going to let anything but data and science lead the way Um, we're not going to be influenced by anything other than that and they've really stuck to it and you know i think that's easy to say and much harder to do and the nba is going to lose probably a billion and a half dollars in all of this and they're doing the right thing in a lot of ways
2: is there of all the things that you've talked about and maybe out of some that you haven't mentioned steve If you were made emperor, what would the one thing that you would change as far as what we're hearing
1: this is going to look like? You know, I don't think I've got a better idea. You know, I, I really don't. I could sit here and second guess and say I'm going to be my basketball purist and we're going to go east-west because that's what we should do. But I also understand that you've got to make this interesting. You know, the NBA has got to make right a relationship with Turner and ESPN to keep that cash cow coming in and keep them excited. You've got to get a fan base behind it because guess what? The NFL is going to start playing soon and baseball is going to start playing soon and you won't be the only game in town. Um, so you've got to create some energy around this and you won't have it with the fans. So the fact that we're doing play-in games, the fact that we're doing 1-16 through 16, uh, by seed, I think these are good decisions. I don't know that I would really change anything with it you know the timing of it i love i love that next year is going to start in december i think it's long overdue um the nba getting out of the way of the nfl is going to be better for the nba especially as they rebuild the economic model Um, getting the you know playoffs and, and things deeper into the summer the draft into july summer league into august next year these are all good things and I think we were resistant. When I say we, I mean the league and all of us to cover it. We were resistant to change. Now there's a window here where you can try change, and I think the change is going to make it better. I do.
0: Steve Kyler, basketball insider, is with us here on the Big Show. Uh, Steve, let's talk about the Jazz for a moment. How difficult is their journey going to be without uh, Boyan Bogdanovich?
1: Um, it's big. You know, Boyan was was uh, you know he was one of those guys. You think about you know he was. You know the X factor for the Pacers, and was really going to potentially be an X factor for the Jazz, and you're missing a guy, and and now depth is going to matter more than anything because this prolonged time away, especially for older players, you know, I worry about Mike Conley, uh, you know, I worry about uh, you know some of the veterans that are that are really kind of the backbone of the Jazz. You know, those are the ones that come back and pull a hamstring in training camp and are never quite right. Those are the ones that have you know soft tissue issues because you know you didn't have a chance to be in a Elite condition. The young players usually are okay, just ramping right back up. But the older players, the ones that matter in the postseason, you know. And and then there's right the Rudy, you know, Donovan Mitchell thing. You know, like are are they good? Like, do we know they're good? Um, you're going to be hunkered down in Orlando at Disney. You're either going to get right or you're going to come apart. So you know, there's some things in all of this that I think are concerning. But depth is going to matter, and losing somebody like Boyan, especially what he could be for you in the postseason uh, is a big loss. It really is.
2: Steve, on that injury topic, uh, uh, there's no way of really knowing this, but do you think that, uh, that more players will get injured under this scenario? Because if it had been like a traditional season at this time, at a certain time toward the end of the season, then, you know, players get worn down and, uh, you know, the wear and tear is rough. These, these NBA seasons are brutally long. On the players. I wonder if it's really going to ultimately make that much of a difference.
1: I think, look, when you can get, what are we, 65, 70 days off? Like most of these guys have been off. Um, Now there's negatives to that. It's the rust factor. I mean, I know some players that didn't shoot a basketball for more than 60 days. You just didn't have access to it. Um, So there's that. But then there's also the, look, the Orlando Magic are going to get Jonathan Isaac back. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers are going to get both uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid back. And they were going to be question marks going into a normal postseason. You think about Anthony Davis and, and his durability, LeBron and all the miles that are on him You know, getting these guys a chance to come back fairly rested, you know, probably outweighs what I'm going to call the soft tissue problem, which is you're going to see more hamstring tweaks. And this is where your training staff is going to matter. And then you run into, you can't have all of your training staff around these guys. It's going to be a limited number of people that have access to the players. So it's going to make a difference. And I think if you're built well organizationally, which I think the Jazz are one of the top five in the league in this regard, you're going to have an advantage. When you've got players that love to work, you're going to have an advantage. And when you've got a coach and a coaching staff that's going to come in with a really good plan about getting back quick so that we can get into the playbook quicker, um, I think that's going to be helpful. So I think experienced coaching staff, buy-in from ownership, buy-in from leadership, great support staff that has done the work already to have a plan that's about coming in and executing. I think those are going to be what differentiates. And I think some of the teams that are maybe getting by a little bit without having those other things are going to get exposed pretty badly when some of those infrastructure things don't work their way.
0: How many teams do you think will truly contend for the title when we resume? Is it uh, kind of the three everybody thinks about, the Lakers, Clippers, and bucks and everyone else, or are there other teams you'd throw into that conversation?
1: I think I'm ready to widen it for a couple of reasons. There's one, you know, the fact that travel won't be a factor, the fact that home court won't be a factor, the fact that crowd isn't going to be a factor, that it's just going to be about players. And then you think about just kind of everybody's got a chance to get right. Like, I'm interested to see what Washington is. You know, does John Wall come back and play? I've been told John Wall's 100% healthy. You know, the Wizards are in this, does John come and play? I mean, the, the narrative is he's not going to, but he could. You know, does Kevin Durant come back? I've been told he's 100% healthy, but, you know, the narrative is he's not, but he could. You know, so you start to get into some of these what-ifs that just kind of upset some things. But, you know, look, I think this bodes well for Portland. Portland was a really good team that had a lot of injuries. Now they're going to be healthy. I think when you look at what Phoenix was, what New Orleans was, they're going to be a team that there's going to be a team that's in this lower Tier that's going to knock off one of these upper-tier teams because injury's going to hit or just rhythm's not going to be right. So I think it's more than just the three. But, I mean, the three you mentioned, certainly the Lakers, Clippers, and Milwaukee Bucks are a class into themselves. Uh, but when you look at what Boston can be, uh, when you look at what Philadelphia could be, what Toronto was starting to look like before injuries hit them, you know there are some real second-tier contenders that if – you know, Anthony Davis has to miss some time and it's, you know, one of those teams versus the Lakers, they could be in trouble. So, uh, you know, this is going to be one of those seasons where I think we will see a Cinderella dance a little bit longer than we think.
2: Steve, we keep asking you to look into the future, but I'll continue (laughs) on that trend. Uh, Do you think the TV numbers will be higher than normal?
1: You know, one, I'm hopeful. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I I, I cover the league and I want people to care about what I care about and be as excited about the things I'm excited about. So I'm hopeful. I think when you look at what some of the things have done because so many people are home. And then you think about, you know, just the the harsh reality of our world when you've got, you know, 35 million people unemployed. You know, this is going to be a good distraction. Um, This is going to be a good chance for people who who are staying home. You know, we're starting to see the world open up a little bit, but there's still a lot of people that are staying home every day. And if these games are good and interesting and engaging, I think the numbers are going to be high because I think the unpredictability of it is going to make it a factor. You know, normally we don't care about the first round because you know it's going to be the Lakers. You know it's going to be Milwaukee. Do I really need to care unless I'm a local fan? I think the unpredictability of it is going to make it maybe must-see TV especially if the angles and the production is what I think it's going to be which is you're going to be inside the game in a way you've never been before
0: Steve thank you so much as always for jumping on with us we really appreciate it stay well and keep up the good work
1: anytime fellas you guys be well too
0: thanks Steve that's our friend Steve Kyler from Basketball Insiders
2: he said he lives right there in Central Florida
0: yeah I think he lives in Orlando right
2: well, that's yeah. nice for him
0: yeah his travel time is a uh, not much if if he's allowed to go. I'm still yeah. interested to see how you much media and broadcast crew and all those things that uh, that will actually be allowed to go. I I wonder, you know, cuz you know, people say, "Oh, just do one uniform broadcast and air it in in the relevant markets, right?" But there, uh, you know, there's sponsorships to be considered. Not just uh, you know fans like seeing their broadcasters or hearing their broadcasters call games, but there's these unique things in each broadcast that uh, are relevant for each franchise. So I, I'm really, I'm really fascinated to see. Uh, who's going to be able to let be let into this bubble to to you know highlight the product and what's going on?
2: Did I hear him say that they would reseed and they would do it according to record, not according to conference? I didn't read that. Uh, I didn't
0: read. Was he saying that definitively?
2: I he. Did I, didn't I hear him say that, Austin? I thought I heard him say it as, as though that was a, a real possibility. Yeah.
0: Well, that could be a, a possibility.
2: I haven't seen that in any of the projections. No. In any of the reports. I mean, I've heard it talked about, but I, 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 I don't know. He was saying it uh, as though it was going to happen. I, at least that's the way I interpreted it.
0: If I were uh, if I were an Eastern Conference team, I'd be really grumpy about that. Why is that? because the west has more comma better teams than the east.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they've also played each other more often. So it's a it it's a disadvantage to the west in that in that way.
0: I mean, right? if if you were the number 1 seed, you'd much rather go through the east than the west, right? I mean, if I were, you know, the Bucks, I certainly would rather play Orlando than um well, maybe they still would play Orlando. Anyway, uh, I, I would think if I were an Eastern Conference team, the road would be easier anyway. Hmm. You wouldn't yeah. want to get the – if you're the Bucks, you don't want to have to face the Lakers uh, in, until the finals or the Clippers until the finals, right?
2: If you're the Bucks, you might have to play both the Clippers and the Lakers.
0: See, that would be what I would want to avoid.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I guess we're going to get – now, they're voting tomorrow at 1030. Mountain time, right, so when they vote on it, I wonder how long it's going to take before we get every detail, or do you think these preliminary reports are all right on the money i oh, I, don't I think
0: know. they're I, th- I bet they're right on the money. We've been talking about this for a while. I think Adam Silver is going to have every detail figured out for the onerous to vote, and you even heard Steve right there who said uh, he expects it to be unanimous i I would think that he knows exactly. What's going on before that phone call ever happens?
2: So we would expect that uh, Dennis Lindsay and the jazz organization, they already know what it's going to be. I would guess. Yeah. So they have plenty of time to process it before the vote happens.
0: Right. I I guess what I'm saying is I don't see an owner uh, putting up a last minute like uh, rally for a cause. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah. if uh, if uh, they're like uh, you, Gordon, and and they think that the the visiting team should have to wear a forty pound backpack, <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to have time to rally the support to get the votes. So I think, I th- I think this stuff's probably pretty ironclad.
2: You know, it, it, we could turn this into quite the reality show, couldn't we? We, <laughs> we can could. have all kinds of side stuff going on.
3: Three players on the visiting team can only. Play with one leg; the other leg on one of those little scooters, like when you have knee
0: surgery. <laughs> okay, how about this? Everybody has to wear an earpiece, and the the visiting um, the visiting team just has Gilbert Gottfried screaming into their ear the whole game.
3: Now the Cavaliers are not any good, right?
2: <laughs> that would be absolute... I, I think I'd rather be eliminated than have to go through that. <laughs> well, let's see. The wasn't the, that guy? Wasn't that guy the? Uh, he was the bird on the shoulder. The bar or something. Get it yeah. right, man. It's a Iago.
0: Or he yeah, was also yeah. a bird when he was the insurance duck. Aflack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, is that him? It was. It's not.
3: Gilbert him. Godfrey was Aflack.
0: So, I, how about oh, this, Gordon? Gosh. You and Austin uh, both have eye patch stories. The visiting team has to wear an eye patch.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Depth perception he, would be a little yeah. rough. Oh, big time. Forget about the three point shooting.
0: I think we're on to something. All right, we have some other suggestions coming in. If if you have an idea for how to make up for the home court advantage loss in the bubble, let us know. I think we've had some really good ones, actually, so far.
2: You're going to make the lower-seeded teams, like, wear grass skirts? Okay.
3: Hopefully not just grass skirts, but yes.
2: Anybody got to play barefoot? What? You lose shoes sc- uh, uh, the sponsorship money. Yeah, that's a
3: what if we duct tape the visitor's mouths closed so they can't communicate verbally? Duct tape's
0: a little extreme,
2: but... Well, do you want me to sew it shut? What, <laughs> what else do you suggest? How about, uh, you, could have the, uh, you could have the road team have to, have to wear like, uh, like a, a scuba mask and maybe some <laughs> flippers. Would flippers, be would be so flippers would be
0: rough. Flippers would be rough. That'd be quite the disadvantage there. <laughs> I
3: suggested in the break that one team has to start and play their mascot in full costume for the whole game.
0: <laughs> how, how about this? Each team has to use a roster spot for a legendary player of that franchise, but they have to be over 50.
3: So it just takes away a roster spot? Because so, they're not going to actually So play.
0: then Magic would be playing for the Lakers. Okay. The Jazz is Stockton Malone over fifty yet? Yeah. Yes. Where they so bring him back and get a roster spot for one of those two.
2: Stockton could probably play ten minutes. Ah, a game, huh?
0: see, but you'd have to require him to play. That'd be the hard part. Hmm. One of your I legends from your franchise has to play fifteen minutes of a game. Bring Mark Eaton back.
3: What if the other the visiting team had to have uh, spam or not spam Pam sprayed on
2: their hands? At every time out. All
0: right. See, now we're on to something. All right. At Jake Scott Zone, at Austin Horton.
2: In in honor of uh, Jerry Sloan, I think the road team should have to wear tuxedos.
0: Okay. (laughs) We'll get to more ideas, and we'll get to also other big news in the world of sports. Coming up next, stay tuned, Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.